Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. And the entire preschool class was eaten by the bear. Ouch, you know what they say, bears will be bears. All right, time for Celebrity Birthdays. This episode of Celebrity Birthdays is brought to you by Preparation H. If you gotta sit, don't quit, just get it. Preparation H. I'm wearing some right now. The incomparable actress Betty Davis would have been 115 years old today. MLS coach Matt Pickens turns 41 today. Music megastar Pharrell Williams hits 50. And Footy Prime the Podcast's own Oscar the Grouch, a.k.a. James Sharman, turns 77 years young today. Wow, how's that man still alive? This has been Celebrity Birthdays for April 5th. Let's Let's get get this birthday party party started. started. I'm looking pretty good for 77, aren't I? I think. I feel pretty good for 77, in fairness. Debatable. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) This has got my hair, Craig. Yeah. No, you look amazing. Not much else. Everything else out of the board is falling apart, but the hair's still there. How old are you? 49. I never thought that. Really? You're 49? Yeah. Oh. Like, are you saying that as in like you think I'm older or younger? No, I thought you were. I thought you and Jimmy were like a year apart. And I thought Jimmy, like I thought you were 46 or 47. What's Jimmy? What are you? 45. No, you're not. Are you really 45? Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't believe that. I think you're older. Like, what are you going to look it up on the interweb? Do you use Botox charms? Not yet, but I bloody well should do. <laughs> I got a guy, man. He'll suit you right up. <laughs> have you done it before jimmy no never are you crazy oh. no <laughs> you look like get, you're 54 get your lips all filled up huh get your lips all filled up like big plumptuous <laughs> lips like those we should all do that just lips? for fun where they should have got a drink and they're like drooling out of their mouth because they can't close their lips yeah it's like, we, like we've had a stroke yeah <laughs> it's not too obvious when you see women with it it's like oh yeah, I'm sure you're trying to kid us. It looks odd, yeah. doesn't it? I know it's a bit too much. Some go a little bit too far, I think. Like, there's no <laughs> way sometimes when they do all that, they just look in the mirror and be like, "Oh, I look amazing." Maybe the alternative is even worse, though. <laughs> like that cat lady. Remember the cat lady? Oh, oh. the kid? No, 
They called her like the lioness lady. She had so much. She was some rich lady from New York and Mm -hmm. she had so much work done. She looked like a cat at the end of it. Oh, and I found it strangely attractive. I'm not against it. (laughs) If you like cats, just go to Forest House. Yeah. (laughs) But Wongo, you haven't had any work done, have you? No. Come on. (laughs) You have that Asian, though. Asian, that, that skin, you just look younger. I think. For a while, we'll see. We just seen Wonga last night. So me and Wonga went to a show last night, right? Oh, it was awesome! Brilliant show. The English beat it was brilliant. He was so excited because the keyboardist was Asian. Is, <laughs> is, is, you should have seen him. He was like, "To hell with Dave Wakeling," and then the rest of the band. It's all about the keyboardist. He was amazing, by the way. He was. The guy didn't miss a note. But I was. <laughs> it was happy to see in a ska band, yeah, a straight laced Asian guy in the corner. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Uh, proud, of good, proud of him yeah yeah <laughs> I, I told him the uh the lead singer of journey i think it's journey right he is of i think japanese descent if he, he may be japanese not he's japanese. incredible hmm? not japanese no but he's asian though right yeah in, i want to say indonesian or thailand like me or no, he, they, they discovered him out there actually on YouTube. They're looking for, I mean, that's some voice oh. to uh, replace. It's an incredible voice. Incredible. And actually, guy, Sherms and I had the uh, Adam Lambert uh, starring for Queen conversation, and I didn't know he, he was replaceable, that Freddie was re- not replaceable. Well, he's not replaceable, but, but he's a, listen, but he's the a music great, either dies yeah. or, or you keep it going, right? And that's what Queen decided to do. And and I could tell you last night, I as a diehard, I I avoided seeing Queen live when had Paul Rogers singing and even Adam Lambert at first because I thought no, it's not the same, can't do it, and it's not the same. But then I finally just succumbed and let my ego go away for a bit. And, and I tell you what, it was incredible. It's brilliant. Any chance to see Queen with Adam Lambert? I recommend it. Mm. They they honor Freddie. They don't you know pretend that Adam Lambert is anyone but Adam Lambert. They pay homage to him. And yeah. uh, it's fantastic Take it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's great music, right? And his and his Adam Lambert's pipes are just incredible. So yeah, that's our musical conversation for Footy Prime the podcast <laughs> today. Jimmy's been busy today, nailing pieces of wood to the floor again. Yeah. Who's getting all this? I hear it in the background. Whose rooms are you doing? Uh, did my daughter's? I had to do mine. And then now we're doing Mackay's. And Jimmy lives wood. in a place with six bedrooms too. So yeah. there's a lot of work there. Yeah, right. Your hands don't look like as though they've been working very hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got that right. You haven't done nothing. I'm the foreman. Was your exactly. dad over again? Yeah. I told yeah. you. Man. And every yeah. time he comes over, he thinks I'm his apprentice. <laughs> well, whilst you were hammering boards to the floor Frank Lampard returned to Chelsea as coach I think is, is it confirmed yet Craig I last I saw it was it wasn't confirmed just yet but it's going to happen interim to the end of the season Frank Lampard who was fired by Chelsea don't forget yeah. went to Everton didn't do very well there he's returning with the old gang uh, Ashley Cole will join him there's been talk about John Terry as well that hasn't been confirmed yet as well it's at first, Craig, I was kind of shocked to hear this. Kind of came out of the blue, but the more I think about it, it may not be the worst idea in the world. What do you think? Well, this crazy world of football, or how about just this crazy world we live in? Mm-hmm. I mean, Lampard was sacked. They bring in Tuchel. Tuchel wins the Champions League. They sack wins Tuchel. everything. He wins everything, really. Yeah, it was. They sack Tuchel. They bring in Potter. <laughs> spend a gazillion trying to get him twenty twenty two million just to get him, and another sixty million on his contract. And then they fire him and bring in Lampard, who got fired from Everton because they nearly got relegated. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like some people just keep falling upwards. Yeah, is this the? Uh, oh, who who was it? Oh, the Chris Armas effect. Yeah. No matter what well, happens, you, you just keep getting a great gig. But he also is he's bringing all his mates too. So does this mean Jimmy is going to when Bob Bradley, if Bob Bradley gets gets let go, Jimmy will hire us when he's named 
head gaffer at That's TFC. A good question. We discussed before what would our roles be, right? If yeah. you got the job somewhere. Yeah, I'd bring you guys for sure. Okay, there you go. That's all I want to hear. I don't care what the job is. I'll clean yeah. toilets. Bring you in there. Longer like some energy in that place. Asian Ted Lasso. <laughs> Believe. <laughs> I, mean, I think Ted Lasso knows more about footy than one other. <laughs> Sorry, no. I'm learning. That's I'm learning. Nice. That's not nice. I take that back. So, so Chelsea though, Chelsea are in eleventh right now, thirty nine points. So we can't relegate them. Yeah, well, I think they're pretty safe. I think they're safe, yeah. right? So, so here's why I think, Jimmy, it's it's not the worst idea from Chelsea's perspective, right? For some reason, like Chelsea fans still revere Frank Lampard, right? The player, yeah. not the manager. They love him. They, they do, and they'll always love him. So there's no danger of this team going down. They're not going to be fighting for a European spot, I don't think. They've got a really, really great squad. Listen, the results have been awful, but it's a good squad. So from a PR standpoint, if you're Todd Bowley, you bring in this, this legend of the club to bring him back, to guide the ship safely until the summer. If yeah. he gets, from his standpoint, if he can get this team get a song out of this team at all his reputation improves right there's nothing to lose here i don't think right is there no there's nothing nothing room to lose i think you know in a way it's a good thing because otherwise what you're going to get another manager in who doesn't really know the club for as intern to the end of the season you have frank who's you know diehard chelsea fan loves the club he played with his heart in his sleeve and You've got a manager that's going to go in there and respectfully do things right um, and see it out to the end of the season. Who knows what happens at at the end, but at least you've got someone that's in there who understands the club um, and wants to do right. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think all clubs should, should have individuals like him as well. You know, whether he's a head coach next year or not, but it's important to have those those people that, I've, I've played a lot of games for the club or fans' favorites um, and who understand it. So I, I think it's important to have them around because the players will respect Frank as soon as he comes in as well for what he's done in the game. I just find Potter. it very bizarre. you got a guy that Potter, you, he's got a five-year contract. You're under so much pressure that you fire him and you're going to give it to a guy who you expect is going to leave at the end of the season. That makes, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> Listen, it's fucked, honestly. I, what do you want me to say? Yeah, <laughs> it's no, he, 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 he can be both, though, right? It can be both. It can, it can be I'm fucked, but it makes sense. He gets in there and you know helps out, does his part, you know. But and maybe there's a role for him within the club, some at some capacity. But yeah, but if you're Frank Lampard too, if you're Frank Lampard, right, and and you do get a tune from this this team, right, and so you get six wins down the stretch or whatever, right. Your reputation improves. You, you, you're not going to stay there. You're going to leave, but at least you might be more attractive to another club. He's coming out of Everton, where it was a, a, a dismal failure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, he's thinking. He's thinking. If I can run the table, have a really good run to the end of the season, you get the full time job. They say it's part time, but nothing. I mean, can you imagine that? As weird really? as this decision is, it can make oh, him full time. Yeah, oh, but maybe there's happened? a position for him upstairs. Maybe he wants to go into a different capacity. And look, I'll come in. I'll. I'll help out, but then when this is over and you bring in the new gaffer, then I move upstairs. But aren't you like a bit of a club mascot at this point then? And you're just hanging around the club in a, in a role, and then when they need you for a few weeks or a few months, you jump in there. It'd be like Duncan Ferguson at Everton, right? Remember, he yeah. had a couple of you know interim spots there. He was never fired as the main coach, though. That's the difference, right? But a club legend. It must be nice, right? I mean, Jimmy, I mean, I, honestly, to the... I have no idea why you're not at TFC still. If, if maybe you don't want to be at TFC, I don't know. In some capacity, you know, I don't. I'm, it's a nice, comfy gig, isn't it, for an ex-player who, who was respected and, and and loved at that club to kind of hang around in some role post-career, right? Ambassadorial. Yeah, maybe you get a few sure coaching yeah. chops here and there. It must be nice. Yeah, for sure it is. It is nice, you know, especially when you when you've worked so hard for the club and you've put everything into it, blood, sweat, and tears, and you know, you you've got a connection with the with the fans, with the organization. You want it to be successful, and you you'll do whatever whatever it takes to to help the the club get to where it's got to go. So yeah, I think it's important to have these individuals that have, have been with you with an organization for a certain period of time. Absolutely, I do. It's a bit like me and Craig at Sportsnet, isn't it, Craig? You know, we we lost a job there, but we keep running back to, to do stuff when they need us. That's right. Now, <laughs> now that who? 
Tim and Friends is gone now. Oh yeah, miss a spot. Available for the show right in there. Good for a couple hundred bucks a year. <laughs> Five thirty. Yeah, yeah. I like that show. It was a great show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Tim's great. Big, big uh, proponent and friend of soccer in this country. That's for sure. Um, but so, so yeah. But it's, uh, Lampard's there. If you read the reports about why why Potter failed there, partly it was because of his his name is Graham Potter, right? He wasn't a well known coach to a lot of these players, wasn't a big name, um, and and they didn't respect him. There, there was talk about certain games, him asking the, his uh, assistants, like, "What are they doing? This is not what we talked about before the match." So, if these superstar players and there's tons of superstar players on that team will respect Frank Lampard and do what he says, you can see them having a decent end to the season, can't you? Because, I mean, there's no way they're an 11th place team, really. Let's be honest. They're underachieving. Yeah. And their egos are getting in the way. You got a good manager in there, work with them. Understand it's going to take a little bit of time. What if his name was Grand Patero? They they would love him. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? The old Sam Aladici. Uh, not like players <laughs> to point the finger at somebody else, is it? No. <laughs> well, we'll see. It was a dour nil-nil this week against Liverpool. And you saw that one. They had two goals to slap. They were the better team, mind you. I thought Chelsea was better than Liverpool, but nil-nil hmm. in, in the end. Um, Klopp was saying post-match, listen, you know, I understand that if this continues into next season, I'll probably get fired. Um, Jamie Carragher was pretty vocal about Klopp and Liverpool saying he has to just change things up. He refuses to change up the way they play. And at this point with their age and their fatigue, they can't play that style of football and it's just costing them. Do you think there's any truth to that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they say that Klopp hasn't lost his job because of the past. Well, that's probably true, but fucking hell, the guy's been amazing. The guy's been absolutely legendary and you need to keep freshening things up and they they don't do it at the same level Man City does, and Pep knows it. He said it publicly that you have to change things up. Winning changes people, losing changes people, and they don't. They don't do it at the same level. At Liverpool, it's tougher. It's tough. But but yeah. Craig, but last year, right? So I get what you're saying there because great managers find a way that they know when it's time to move on from a player, even though when that player is playing well, it's time to make a change, right, and freshen it up. I get that. But last year they were in contention for four trophies late in the season. They won two mm-hmm. cups. They got to a Champions League final. They they lost by a point, a point to Man City in the table. It would have been very difficult then for Klopp to say, well, boys, thanks, but I'm breaking up. I'm going a different direction with a lot of these players, right? Do you think that's part of the reason that he was kind of shackled by the success of last season? Maybe. They haven't performed nearly at the same level. I mean, forget about the manager. Look at the defenders that were absolutely lights out for a few years there, offensively, defensively, just brilliant, unbeatable. And they're not at that level either. So, you know, I think when you, when you think about the, the past and great managers, they always changed things up. When they won championships, new players were coming in, old ones moved on. They changed up coaching staff, brought new, fresh voices in because sometimes, look, we've had this conversation before. It'd be like having a, a school teacher from kindergarten to, to grade eight, you tune out after a while. So you need fresh voices to come in, new ideas, taking training. Um, I was like I that can... from September to October. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. Like you, I, I ran you, out. You need, you need, you need change, man. You need to change. Just keep things lively energy. Fergie was the best at that. That's Alex what he brought in. Best at it. No, he was. Yeah, exactly. Great players left. And like, why the hell is why is uh, Roy Keane leaving? You know, well, I guess that was more obvious. <laughs> You've got to fill out the manager there, right? But there always be some great player. Yap Starm. Why the hell is Yap Starm leaving now? He's brilliant, right? Yeah. There's always be that that rotation of players. Beckham. You know, I mean, he oh. found that way. Yeah. So, so you're talking you- about you guys were talking about the respect of the of the the manager though. If you were there guys that were really just based on the manager's legacy, like someone coming in, they automatically got respect as a player. And then guys that you went, Hey, they don't have enough legacy. They're too new. And you disregarded them or you had your colleagues, your teammates disregard some gaffers, even though they were good like Potter. I think some have to build that trust and that relationship and, 
without having a previous, even a playing career at some sort, you know, um, or did it, did it uh, happen some, to you at all, Craig? It like, did you remember? A, well, a I remember like where... a guy like John Lyle who, who had this unbelievable, well, he played and, and then career as a manager and coach under Ron Greenwood going way back and then moving to Ipswich. I mean, right away, you just, yeah, your respect, um, oozes and he's got a lot of big personality as well. And then I had some younger coaches that are, were just trying to cut their teeth as well, but also exciting, try new things, you know, different, but also, uh, also, uh, interesting at the same time. Yeah. Jimmy, you had David Platt, for example, right? You had David Platt, right? Who was obviously a world-class footballer. I'm, I'm assuming really respected at that point in his career, but his coaching career didn't really go on, did it? No, he ended up being assistant coach at City and won the Premier League. But as a head coach, no, he didn't. I think I think for me, the problem with, with David Platt, look, when you when you okay, I'm gonna go off on one. So as a, <laughs> as, a, as a player, okay, I've had I've had managers as well that really haven't played the game. Okay. And there's certain situations in a match or that, you know, incidents that happen during, during the game or after whatever it may be, but that manager doesn't have that experience and doesn't know what the players are going through. Okay. Where David Platt was a manager who played the game. So he understood everything that the players were going through, winning, losing draws, travel, just knew everything that we went through emotionally, physically, we could relate to him. He had some wonderful ideas, great ideas, but I think it was just too soon that he ended up being becoming a head coach of a first team because he didn't really understand. Now all eyes are on you. Everybody is listening to what you're saying. Your words more or less becoming gospel now because as I'm speaking to you, this is what we're going to do. And a lot of the times what was in his head didn't transition out into training or into matches, right? And that's why I always say it's important for footballers that when you do retire, get yourself into academies, l- learn learn your trade, understand it, and then eventually when you get into a first team, you're there. You've got the respect already because you've played, so the players can relate to you. You know what the players are going through. You know how the dress rooms work. Um, and then tactically, you'll be a lot more sounder because you've, you've perfected your craft. And because when you're in a first team environment, you only really get one shot at it because the players are, are always trying to figure you out. They're always trying to figure you out. They're pushing the buttons. They're pushing the limits. Um, and I think that was Platy's issue was that he he got into it way too early. I think it would have been better if he went the other way first, maybe took the reserve team and then started to learn because I think he would have been a, a very good manager for sure because he did have some very good ideas, but he just didn't know how to implement it into, into training and matches. So what's uh, like a Mourinho, for example, a guy that didn't really play at any kind of level? He was a translator for Christ's sakes at Barcelona, and he won the respect of the players. Yeah, but he did play. He did not play. Not, not high level, though, right? I mean, he was... No, he played lower lower league, but he still played. Right? Wenger, lower leagues as well. Wenger mm-hmm. played lower league. I think There's the a lot of that, but the, they, they understand it. Yeah, right. The ones that I actually find that they... They either played at lower levels or retired early or had a career-ending injury. They got them into coaching in their early 20s or even younger. And they start thinking about the game completely differently than I did, certainly, right up until 35. I mean, I, I took notice what the coaches were saying and the manager and from that standpoint. But you're so into your, your own game that you're never really thinking on the same level as a coach until – long time after so they might have 12 15 years more experience than somebody who played in the coaching realm you know mm-hmm. by the time we we post this do you think david moyes is still a manager they lost 5-1 today to Oof. newcastle yeah i mean i mean they had a good result on the weekend i know that i think it was southampton mind you right but they're still very much in this in this relegation battle right now, they're currently fifteenth. Not so bad, right? But they're tied. <laughs> Look at this: fifteenth to eighteenth, all on twenty-seven points. <laughs> That's insane. Now they have got yeah. a game in hand. Goal differential but, uh, and goal differential. They're at minus. Yeah, they got that too. Minus yeah. thirty. So that's an extra point right there, isn't it? 
minus 13. Everton on minus 18. They lost Forest, four. Jimmy, they minus 28. Four. They lost four against uh, uh, today, though, against yeah. Newcastle. Fuck Newcastle, man. Talk about a manager, Eddie Howe, who is just like so far ahead of schedule. Like they look like a fantastic top four outfit. Yeah. Without players that you would expect that have any chance of getting to that level. Yeah, I forget the stat, but Isaac for um goals per minutes on the pitch, he's he's right up there with the best in Europe this season. Whew. Well, There's you know the specter the specter of having your arms chopped off if you don't <laughs> uh if you don't perform. That's a good point, right? I think we'd all be motivated, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think you're especially like goalkeeper. That's right. <laughs> Actually, Pope forgot to put his arms on for the West Ham goal. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. Oh, there's a corner right in amongst it, and he's, oh, no. I don't know, somehow managed to miss it at seven foot 15. He is. <laughs> did you see the Fabianski? I saw the Fabianski howler. Oh, for you the know Isaac what? Goal. Poor Fabianski because he doesn't make many mistakes, and he made two or three really good saves to keep it at 3-1 for, for quite a while there and keep him somewhat in the game. And then that happened after I felt bad for him because that, that's a shitty part of goalkeeping is like, yeah, you're not going to show the saves at a 5-1. You know, no highlight reel is going to have the time to show all the goals. And a, hey, and Fabianski made a couple <laughs> good saves. Yeah, exactly. And 3,000 right. miles away, this pissy little podcast is talking about <laughs> mistake, not the saves. Yeah. <laughs> we got your back, Fab. <laughs> we got your back. Hey, Gregor, I know you had the po- you you were broadcasting and everything, but when Jimmy was doing uh, all of his coaching, uh, was that was that that's me that time? Uh, when Jimmy was doing all of his coaching, um, did you ever think, oh, maybe I'll go down the coaching realm? Not really, because I figured this TV thing was like a pretty much a sure thing until I yeah. wanted to give it up. I think Jimmy thought the same thing <laughs> about coaching. Well. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> And and Jimmy thought, hey, this coaching gig will, will be there until this I don't want anymore. This will all work out. Playing career, get your pro license. The doors will open up. <laughs> yeah. Go back to Canada. They'll hire a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize the suits are running it. Yeah. Being Canadian uh, in football doesn't – it's just an anchor on your back. Administration, get into administration. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Then you can you can be as as poorly suited for that as as anyone and still do well. And keep your job. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You can still start things up and still get backstabbed. <laughs> well, that's true. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will hey, be laughing in way, a year from now. Going going back to Newcastle, right? Just going back to them because I think it's important that we touch on this. This season, they've only lost three matches. Last season, 15 matches they lost. They conceded 60, what was it, 62 goals last year in the Premier League. And they finished 11th. 62 goals they conceded last year. Yeah. Wow. This is also when you really know that Jimmy's dad was overdoing the floor because he was all the stats. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you know why? I was thinking about last, last year, so I was looking it up and I was like, it's amazing just the transition and going on to what, what Stax was saying and what a job that Eddie Howe has done. And they've brought in a few players. And, and are they world-recognizable? Ne- uh, no. A lot of them aren't. No. But that transition from finishing 11th in the Premier League, losing 15 matches, to only losing three this year. And giving and up 20 goals. Four. 20 goals against. It's incredible. Yeah. With, with not a lot of turnover. No, exactly. No. I mean, Eddie Howe is going to win Manager of the Year, isn't he? I, I mean, maybe they give it to Arteta because it's stupid, those awards. But um, he's done a great job too. I'm not <laughs> ripping Arteta. But I mean... <laughs> Neither like would be said, wrong. No, exactly. They're both great. But I mean, where they've come from to where they're at now, I mean, he has done miraculous work. I mean, the players are getting better as well. Right? He's actually coaching them. Old Harry Potter wishes he is back at Brighton, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe oh, will be. maybe yeah. when Deserby goes to Chelsea or somewhere, they'll uh, they'll rehire Potter. He'll get a job somewhere though. When he, I, I don't think his reputation has been tarnished too much. Do you? It hasn't got any better. But I mean, the situation was so fucked at Chelsea all year long. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be hurt. He he won't be out of work for long. 
No, no. And he's got 20, 25 million pounds in his pocket. He's he's pretty good shape. Yeah, he's yeah, dressing yeah. dressing cooler as well, a little bit more stylish. Yeah. Do you think he'll keep the beard and, and the and the polo neck? Yeah, he'll use just for men, that's all. Mm. Uh, I could do that. <laughs> We're going to. Gonna do you, uh, for... you, you, did you rock the beard at York, Jimmy? Or was that post-York you grew the beard? I'm trying to think. You had the beard, no, I've always had it. Yeah, a little bit there. I've always had scruff. Mm-hmm. I'm a rugged guy. You are rugged. You're ruggedly handsome. Are you flirting with me, Sharps? No, kind of a little bit. <laughs> Your birthday. It is. You want to birthday suit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try something new. Yeah. Uh, hey. Before he's 50. Before I'm 50, I want to have an experience with Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on my lap. We'll talk about whatever pops up. Funny stuff. To bring to bring Jimmy down now, uh, Forrest lose. No, oh, for fuck's sake. I knew it. There's only a matter of time. Just want to kick me. Well, it is relevant, though, isn't it? You know, we've given them a lot of love this year i think and so we should but uh they're in trouble steve cooper has been given the old official vote of confidence by the owner do you think he's safe jimmy this season or do you think uh if I it gets too he, desperate they'll, they'll make a move yeah i think he's got a few more games i think he's got a few more games and i think what's helping him as well is just how tight it is down there so he's still in it he's still in the running and i think if he can get a couple of results you know what it's like you get two three results you're out of it but I think they'll they'll have a good look over the next couple of games of, of where they're at. Trouble is they're playing at Villa this weekend. Yeah. And and there's no hotter team in the league right now, I don't think, than Villa. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not gonna be easy for them. And the thing is they, they can't afford to go down. They've spent so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you'd hope they'd pop back up again straight away, right? But you hope that manager, like who remember the guy at Queens Park Rangers QPR. That memory, he, uh, he still. I think he might still own them, but he spent a ton of money trying to keep them in the Premier League. Yeah. Tony oh, Fernandez. That was that. that who else? Tony yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there was a rumor with uh, Vieira could be in line for the job as well. Ooh. Well, I mean, he got. I wouldn't say poorly treated, but you know, I think we discussed it before, right? They were in a tough stretch of games when he got fired. Really tough games, and then. The next little while, they're a lot easier. So I think Vieira showed enough that he can manage at this level, right? And could be a, a great progressive hire for, for a for team sure. like Forest. Yeah, for sure. Leicester, Leicester's interesting, right? I mean, whether they go down or not, they're a big club. I think it's fair to say, really off year. They're looking yeah. for a manager as well. That would be an, an attractive job, wouldn't it? I think Potter was actually approached about that one, but turned it down, wants some time to, you know, to look inside himself consider what's next but um that would be a, i mean if i'm a manager i think Leicester would be a great opportunity if, if they are prepared to spend money moving forward yeah but they don't seem to be uh prepared to do that in the near future yeah they're in trouble they're going to be losing players and if they get relegated they're i don't think i don't know could be wrong but i don't even with the parachute payment i'm not sure they're going to do a burnley straight back up again mm-hmm well, there'll be uh, some big players leaving. James Madison is, is leaving pretty much for sure. Lots of reports out there that he's going to be had for about $50 million. Mm. Um, There is one guy, though, really available this summer who could really help a team like Leicester, and that's Leo Messi. Um, he's out of contract. <laughs> he's leaving PSG by all reports. He's getting booed. He's getting booed. at. P- Why is he oh. getting booed at PSG? I mean, oh, oh my God. what a useless fan base they are. The French are a bit angry at the moment. Yeah, you're you're right about that. <laughs> Just the the one World Cup and one final appearance in the last eight years, eh? No wonder they're angry. Oh, I wasn't talking about football. Okay, France Just in general. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Al Ilhal have uh, offered Messi three hundred and fifty million dollars a year Oof. to come to Saudi Arabia and go up against. You know who? He's just yeah. on a paltry two fifty a year. See, so, yeah, I think it's either Saudi Arabia or he goes back to Barcelona because his family loved Barcelona. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he promised his kids that one day they would go back. 
And if he doesn't do one of those two, then I can see him doing what a Suarez did and maybe go back to his homeland and play maybe Neil's old, for a couple of years. Neil's old boys, where it all began again. But don't yeah. you think MLS is, is more of a chance of that happening before he returns home for one glorious season? Yeah, maybe. I think a little stint in Miami for a year. It'd be a real shame to see him go to Saudi Arabia, but man, at 350 a year. <laughs> I can't, mm. can't say I blame him. As, as rich as he is, I mean, we, this, this is the exact same argument we did with Ronaldo, right? It's like, oh God, does he have to? But well, it's a lot of money. But, uh, I don't but know. the thing is, the TV contracts would follow every one of those two. I don't down know if they would, though. I don't they know. They would. Or even just uh, YouTube highlights. All of a sudden, you're I'm not even watching. Things. I'm not watching that. Those guys are. Oh, I've Gather watched has beans. No, I've been watching uh, the the highlights of Ronaldo's goals when he's like he hit he had two penalty kicks that were spectacular. Yeah, those penalty, well, penalty kicks. Kick watch out, spectacular! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Woo! Is it is it worth a TV deal? Yeah, I think it is because they they can make they make their own way down there. The the Saudis pay the zone or whoever to to play them. I don't know. Spain Spain whined about their TV deals when they had Messi and Ronaldo in their prime. They still yeah, well, the true. Premier League makes more money. It's not fair, you know. <laughs> I mean, I understand why the Saudis would do it, obviously, because you, you could obviously market that, and you you, you would get more viewership than you're getting right now. But I wouldn't give a shit personally. So if Messi goes to Miami, Apple is the happiest streamer in the world at that point, right? Just going, yes, we'll pay after, for after half Phil, a salary. After Phil Neville, they are the happiest group of people in the world. Yes. <laughs> That'd be hard, yeah. though. Even if they pay you $40 million to go to MLS, and they're going to pay me $350 to go oh. to Saudi Arabia. I know. Mm. You know what? That's fuck-off money, isn't it? Like, I mean, this is yeah. the thing with the Saudi The Saudis... They don't have to make money off it. It's a third of a billion dollars. A third of a billion. I mean, they've they basically bought Formula One, bought live golfing, right? MMA, boxers, football. They own the bone saw market. Politicians. (laughs) They they got so much freaking money, they can buy all the bone saw companies they want. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> DeWalt, John Deere. <laughs> really wrong, isn't it? What we're saying here, Mastercraft, the Mastercraft brand, the Canadian Tire. <laughs> oh, they got it all. There'd be some great commercials. Canadian Tire selling bone saws, wouldn't they? Those, those commercials. <laughs> Have you got a problem you need to get rid of? Oh, jeez. Can the Canadian Tire? Yeah. Half price on bone saws to the months that of May. Glad plastic bag bags. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hydrochloric acid shuffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Charles, I, kinda... I have to hold you to something. You haven't used the word idiot yet. You you promised that you were going to use idiot all week because because Jimmy's trouble with the var, where he called where he said that was idiotic. And you said, I'm going to use the word idiot. We can't say idiot anymore. Oh, you yeah. haven't so said who, idiot once. Who complained about the word idiot again? No, uh, someone, someone. One of Jimmy's followers. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's some <laughs> idiots that follow Jimmy. <laughs> one idiot. One idiot I think they complain about. Jimmy won't use that word anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't use those words. You can't use words like idiot and stupid. You might offend idiots and stupid people. Can't have that. Uh, what else is going on? You mean all of our listeners? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Mitrovic banned eight games for, uh, you know, contact with the ref. Did you see this referee in, in uh, Mexico? Yeah. He got, he, he need the, uh, I think it was the Club America player or, or the mm-hmm. Leon player, I forget now, in the balls. Yeah. He, he got 12 matches for that, for kneeing, kneeing <laughs> the player in the Steve Changs. In the Niagara Falls. <laughs> Uh, he, I mean, the that actually, doesn't happen more often. I know the player actually came out there and said, "Listen, don't ban him. It was as an accident." But I don't think it was. You can see the video, right? An accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was right in his face, though. I mean, serves him bloody right. Yeah, know. if you knew the referee was going to potentially 
kick in the Niagara's, mm. you might think twice about going in so close. Yeah. But all exactly. these players, they know they're not going to do it. The referees are amazing how they really yeah. – you don't see that very often, once in a blue moon. Imagine if FIFA imagine if FIFA gave a ref like you get one one shot. <laughs> if the players all rush in, you get one. Kicking the balls. One a year. One a year. One a year? Yeah. One yeah. a year. Not just one. <laughs> one a year. So, so every, every everybody be running up every game, you'd be thinking, oh fuck, I might not. Yeah. Be like Russian <laughs> roulette. Be like the deer hunter. <laughs> or if it's more than two guys. If it get if you have three guys or more that come in and around you, you can just start swinging <laughs> yeah i gouge one <laughs> which referee when you guys play would be most likely to do that do you think to, to knee someone in the balls if they were given that one mulligan a year well there was one in in mls and he was a hothead what was his name graham pole is my my favorite he would do it do you think was he aggressive, Craig? Oh, you mean he, would he knee somebody in the nuts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Not someone you wanted knee in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Is that right. what you thought? You thought yeah, you get I, to I give a shot to a ref? I want to knee in the nut. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different. And it's Graham Paul. We got to tell people about that. Most referees get to that level. They, they've got a a demeanor about them that they're not going to lose it, but they get pushed hard. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised. I really am. Yeah. That doesn't happen more often. Well, when you're getting pulled by your, by your kit top, not a pull that way, but when there's like six guys trying to tell you not to give a yellow to somebody, I I think that's like, do you, do a lot of people get yellows for yelling too much at the, like, yeah. It doesn't seem to happen as much as I th- think it would because when they get surrounded, happen a lot more, for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It depends on the referee and it depends if you're in his face too. If you're if you're running by him and you're saying something and it's not visible to people, uh that's one thing. But when you're directly in his face, um you're going to more likely get it. Or if you're in CONCACAF, I wouldn't very, I mean, I've tried very, very carefully about saying anything. Yeah. The one, one in MLS, Baldomero Toledo. He yeah. was a beauty. He was a firecracker. He was he the one that it looked like a Dracula? Yeah. He looked at you sometimes and you were thinking, I think this guy's going to get a hitman on me. <laughs> <laughs> was he vocal or just uh, had that? Oh, that yeah. Yeah. About him? Come yeah. at you and say things, and you'd say yeah. things back, and it get a little bit heated, and you're just looking at him like, "Oh, this guy, he's got something here." Who was the biggest chirper on those early TFC teams, aside from yourself? Uh, we had quite a few. We had quite a few guys that used to talk a lot. Yeah, like who? Any examples? Deech, Deech, Deech was quite funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to make me laugh. Robo, Robo was good. Was he? You know, yeah, in a dry little kind of conniving way. Used to make <laughs> me laugh. Sutz, obviously. You know what Sutz is like. Sutz had a good little banter. There's a few guys. We had a, we had quite a few. Adrian Serio was funny. Mm-hmm. He was brilliant, man. He, he's got a great sense of humor. I can't see. Uh, Macarena was pretty quiet, right? I imagine him and Chris Posniak. Would they be pretty quiet? Or would they? Have oh, no. Posi, Posi was very, very quiet. Yeah. Ozzy was quiet. Marco was just miserable, grumpy man. Kind of like, <laughs> like Stolly, just miserable all the time. Like, I used to walk in rooms and they were there and I was like, guys, you've just sucked the soul out of me. I, I need to get out of here. <laughs> like, I mean, bad. Understandably so, though, right? Yeah. There's only TFC teams. There wasn't much to be happy well, about. Well, I've said to Jimmy before and Craig, I go, I think Staltieri hates me. <laughs> and he goes, no, that's just the way he is. It's just the way he is. He's got like, that look, man. He's I've, met him, I've met him like five times through you or Craig, like yeah. with you guys. And he's like, yeah, I remember you. 
I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I've, I've grown, I've grown up with the guy. I've grown up with him, and he hasn't, he hasn't changed. He's the exact same. And the amount of times when people come over to me after, like meeting him or we're hanging out, and what's, what's with that guy? Like, is he, you know, is he mad or no, no? He's just fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, he's a great guy. He's actually an amazing guy. Wicked, wicked man. But just grumpy and miserable. I tell you the story, right? When I, I tackled him, I fouled him in an exhibition game. It's a few weeks before a World Cup qualifier. It was in the summer, I think at Julian uh, de Guzman's tournament. And I, I was just late in the tackle because I was just so slow. And I caught him. And he went down. And I thought he was going to fucking tear me apart. He was not happy. He gave me this look like and he said a few things. But afterwards, he was great. We shook hands. He was fine. But I thought, <laughs> fuck, that's the one guy I don't want to ever mess with. He's got. He's like. He's like a little like a mid middleweight boxer. He looks like right. Very sinewy, you know, and just he can he just tear you apart. I think if he wanted to. Yeah, he's actually he's actually when you when you really get to know him and understand him, he's he's hilarious. He is funny. Fuck, he makes me laugh. Yeah, he's he's actually not. He comes across as miserable, but he's really not. No, a lot of guys have got great sense of humor. You wouldn't want to have to run from him because <laughs> if he he would just catch it, he would he would grind you down. You. You'd have to be able to run like fifty miles because he would just catch you. He just would just like run beside you and look at you and just like just knowing that he'd oh. outrun you. Yeah, and then ask him where you're running to, where you're yeah. going. You're like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, he has some engine on him. Yeah. <laughs> Back to uh, idiot referees. Do you see uh, the Inter Milan Juventus game yesterday? Uh, Lukaku scores a penalty, oh. and throughout the entire match, he was being you know given the old monkey chance by the Juve fans, and he scores from the spot. More monkey chance. He goes up and does the old shush sign to them. Referee says, that's a yellow card. Second yellow card, sent off. That's brutal. It's just unbelievable. That's There's where a referee got to be there. got to be professional and understand the emotion of a game. And there's a reason why he's done it. It's and pretty obvious what was happening, right? The, the, ref, the, ref, the ref should have actually put his arm around them and Walk yeah. him back and had a exactly. chat with him. Just said, don't let this get to you. Or maybe even call the game. Stop yeah. the game. That's, yeah. what that's, that's, that's what you do. That's what you do. Called the game. Just yeah. said, that's it. That's enough. You don't Syria go over and, walk over and send them off. Syria Stop the has game. so many issues with this. They're yeah. under too much pressure to do that. They know that they. that's the right thing to do, but they're under so much pressure not to do that. Yeah. But but, the other thing is, it's kind of neat that Lukaku's back, though, eh? Like, he's playing, he's playing great yeah. for Belgium. Yeah. And like that, he, going into, what was it? What year was I can't even remember. When were the Euros? Because it, it got pushed. It was 2020, was that, but it's 2021 is when they won it. Right. And was that, is that right? Yeah. 2021? Yeah. He was miserable in that tournament. And he was miserable at the World Cup. And all of a sudden, but he was playing so well for a while. And then now he's back again. And it's kind of neat to see. Mm-hmm. It is. It's yeah, also neat on, to see Scotland. Scotland right? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Scotland. What about Scotland? Didn't they just beat uh, Spain? Spain, yeah. I know yeah. we mentioned it before, but that's kind of There's a new Europe, 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 New Brazil. Pretty much the, uh, that is exactly what they are. The Good Tartan Lord. Army. It's been a long time. Scotland. Everybody deserves every tournament needs the Tartan Army. Yeah. They better be here in twenty six. They should make it since I hope so. 50 teams, teams are making it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got this, uh, I wouldn't call it a golden generation per se, but they've got some good young players coming through. And he, he's figured out how to play Tyranny and, and Robbo on the same team. So yeah, that's no, a good team. We'll see what happens. I mean, the great start to qualify in six points in two games. So Later in the summer, when the window continues, we'll, we'll see. Um, all these games mentioned, by the way, from the Prem, you can catch on Fubo TV. Uh, another full schedule coming up this weekend. We'll get to those games on Friday's Footy Prime, the podcast. Before we say farewell, anything else you want to get to, boys? I'd like to say happy birthday to Mr. James Sherman for being the best guy. <laughs> who I thought was actually five years old, but apparently he's 55 or 75. I'm not sure, but he looks disgusting. (laughs) Happy birthday, young man. You'll be in my books. You're a superstar. I will eat your children. And 
that's the end of my set. That's why I was never a, a music superstar because I can't write music. James, happy birthday. Love you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. I do appreciate that. I love getting the celebrity birthday wishes. That's amazing. Anything else, fellas? I <laughs> <laughs> love Mike. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what we should introduce? We should introduce Mike to Nigel at some point. And uh, see what see what happens in that conversation. Jeez, he's gonna go crazy, RGC. He's with his brain. Thanks, brain is gonna blow up. For my birthday, JC, I want you to work on this. I want to, a, a Nigel Mike mashup conversation for for next week. Okay, how about that? <laughs> yes. All right. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. We're back on uh, Friday. News and dubs. Amy's off to France, right, this weekend. She'll tell us why and what she'll be doing there, all right? So until then, keep buying newspapers. Cheers. For listening. Oh, I like that question, Mark. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Has anybody seen a newspaper lately? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.